0: So then we're giving a choice, right? Mm-hmm. We're given a choice. Are we going to get this hurt? and are we going to turn it into anger? or are we going to turn it into something positive? Right. and continue to or start a different kind of legacy? Is this, can you hear me? How are my levels on this?
1: I mean, to me, your levels are perfect.
0: Very, very curious. It's
1: beautiful. I, personally, my, to me, the levels, the way
0: I hear them, perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, levels are great. Might be those DJ ears.
0: I do have DJ ears. Yeah.
1: I just, terrible. I also don't know what the fuck that means. How are my levels? <laughs> what do they mean? How are my levels?
2: Like sugar, I don't know. I hear a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I hear a <laughs> buzz. There's a buzz. Yeah.
0: There's, there's a, a buzz. Well, there's a buzz because oh, you're on
1: so here. You know what that is.
3: It's <laughs> it's <laughs> The, the ice maker.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll get rid of that what? in post. It's yeah, okay. yeah, we'll get rid of it in post. Yeah, just, I'll clean all this up.
0: You don't even know what you're saying. I Mike. have
1: no fucking clue what's I going mean, on. When we I put
0: it get. when
3: we put it in the mail, it'll be gone.
1: Oh, got it. Yeah, all right, the, cool.
0: The Why do we I do, just, do this more often? Like, I just I don't show up understand. here and talk
1: shit. That's really like the. Um, my my place in this podcast.
0: I think Nick hates me. That's why I'm not invited as much as <laughs> so I should be here.
1: <laughs> I
3: mean, if we were that. if we were actually pulling off doing this every week, you, I'm sure you would have been invited again by now. Yeah, um, We've had a, I've been difficult. The talent is always difficult.
0: I'm a pain in the ass too, and we both hate people. <laughs> yes,
1: geez, man. you Cheers. know, there's some people I like. I They're love okay. everyone. What am no, I saying? That's such a lie. <laughs> that's such a
3: lie. Stop it. Welcome to oh. a brand new episode of Pancom Podcast. I'm Nick Jimenez. Joined as usual by eighth grade basketball MVP, chili cookoff champion, and alleged chef yep. Michael Beltran. We are joined by now two times—not time. once, but two, two times—guest on Pancom Podcast, the one, the only Lucy Lopez. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, she. It's
1: not
2: happening. It's not it's
0: happening. Not it's happening. No, I'm, I'm not it's it. Hold on. Gonna, gonna happen. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. My gosh. Boom! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brilliant.
1: This is just like when you were on Power
0: 96. <laughs> exactly. It's the exact same thing. It's so good. Thank you for that warm introduction. It's, have you had guests that have been here twice already?
1: Yeah, you're part of the Hall of Fame. Once you
3: once it's twice, you're Do in I the get Hall a of a jacket? Fame. No. Let's chill.
0: You're a we're dick. on a
3: budget. Okay. <laughs> it it <laughs> might not maybe not a Boncom podcast jacket. We'll see what we can pull off like, at like oh, a at a thrift store? Yeah, we'll just go that to Goodwill and find a your great like, jacket. like all the Hall of Famers get a thrift store jacket.
1: That'll be dope. That's so good. Man, that's a great idea. Why don't we get Derek
0: G just to like put like our names on him? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, we're on G, a budget. Sh- <calendaring> we're on a budget, though. Derek is you know, he's saying. expensive.
0: He's very expensive. He's great, though. He's an amazing guy, he's but great. he's expensive. I mean, he
1: does good work. He's a I have a lot of uh, thrift store items from him.
0: As do I. I almost wore my uh, 305 till I die jacket. We're,
1: we're talking about uh, Derek G that used to run Lottery Vintage, which he doesn't just, do anymore.
0: No. No, no, it's just AEG, right?
1: Yeah, just like production. Yeah, yeah, we're He's giving you a, cool a shout guy. out, shout out as part cool of shout outs. So we're here for a purpose. We've already done a podcast together, yeah. right? And I think if people have more, um, if they want to learn more about Lucy Lopez, then they can refer to our first podcast, which was recorded a long time ago. Right, I don't know. It's over over a year and a half. I think
3: like <laughs> were you looking for something for me? Yeah, I was looking for like I think a time like frame. Like close
0: to three, four years ago. No. Yes. No. Any less? I think I, don't...
3: I think it was like at the very beginning of the pandemic. Oh man! Like before fuck. before no one was seeing each other. I think. But
0: what? No, I the think... pandemic hadn't even happened yet, Caballero. Oh,
3: maybe right before then. Mm.
0: It was like literally right before.
3: Was it?
1: I don't believe he's going to look it up. That's it. Oh, I
0: thought he was going to start counting. The research, the research
1: department is on fleek right now, as the kids like to say. They uh, don't say that anymore. They don't say that or anymore. They say icy.
3: I don't know when we recorded, but we published February twenty twenty one. Also post pandemic. Yeah. Really? This is, yeah. This is why, like Ariette, nothing was like we recorded on that terrace area. I'm nothing in was going on.
2: Uh-huh.
0: That's right. I'm yeah. in shock.
3: We were
1: living on the edge. Living on the edge. That's not part of the sound uh, production board. We don't have that sound bite. There it is. He's got that one down.
0: Um, You should have Miami sounds for, like, womp womps.
1: Okay, listen, we're... Let's not get too deep into what we do with the sound bar. It's still pretty. i right, I'm
0: gonna shut up now. Help and us let get you Miami continue. sounds
1: at ads at dade <laughs> <laughs> This
0: is like the longest intro ever. By the way,
1: we're still. I mean, this is the podcast. We're already deep into it. It's a lot of like just she talking said, shit. I okay, know. did she? Huh. All last right. night. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're here for a purpose. We're here to talk cars and croquetas. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't come last year. No. No, that's fine. It's okay. Um. Last year we started and we did a small podcast. I think it was like 30 minutes, right? Something like that in that range to promote the actual event. And the event, um, you know, happened during the day. It's a car event. Uh, We sold croquetas That all the proceeds of everything from like buying a car spot to raffle tickets to if people just wanted to donate went to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Okay. I thought it was a huge success that's because so great, we planned it in three weeks,
0: right, right, so <clears throat> that that to me would give me um what my grandmother likes to call Taki Godya,
1: yeah, but it's interesting because it happened it first came to my mind because I wanted to counter program against Sobi every day I know. Right. so By Sobe, we had, you
0: mean Sobe Food and Wine? Sobe
1: Food and Wine Festival. So we had four events that week, four dinners that we did that were also incredibly successful and awesome and such a good time. Right. And then uh, we wanted to do a charity thing too. And then it just kind of like popped in my head one day, like cars are my thing and I love them. And I know how supportive the car community is to like... Right. Think, you know, charity things, all kinds of things. One thing that people get wrong about car guys... Lots of times car guys are pretty ratchet looking and this is a hundred percent fact. Okay. But also they're incredibly good people and Mm -hmm. very like, you know, just like anything for a good cause are always down for it.
0: So in my experience of uh, rallying the community together at times of need here in South Florida... I can always depend on a car club.
2: yes yeah, that sure. was like
0: a, a secret like a hidden secret that we really didn't talk about. I mean we would always give them the accolades that they deserved and and the recognition on air and whatever but I mean if there I remember there was this one hurricane that that destroyed little Havana and at the time believe, believe it or not kids, little Havana was full of like old people like yeah. actual old people lived there not anymore and we were freaking out. At the radio station, we were like, oh my gosh, these old people are stuck in their houses. No water, no ice, no electricity.
1: Which hurricane was this? I don't remember. Interesting.
0: And a car club showed up. With boxes and yep. boxes of supplies and like supplies that I actually we actually needed, like yep. water, um, canned goods, uh, cereal, galleticas. Like we were telling, like, hey, these are like old people, you know, like we gotta yeah. be mindful. So for me, car clubs always will have like a a soft spot in my heart because they do come through. They're just those kind of people.
1: This episode of Poncom Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Blackened M81 Cigars by Drew Estate. M81 Cigars by Drew Estate is a passion project brought to you by three immensely talented and vastly experienced cigar enthusiasts. Jonathan Drew, of course, founder and president of Drew Estate. James Hetfield, Metallica co-founder, singer and guitarist and Rob Dietrich, the master distiller and blender of blackened American whiskey. M81 Cigars has a wrapper of Mexican San Andreas, a binder of Connecticut Broadleaf, and fillers are a blend of Nicaraguan and Pennsylvania Broadleaf. M81 comes in four different sizes, Robusto, Corona Doble, Corona, and Toro. I've previously smoked a Corona, I enjoyed it. This is a Toro. I think for me personally, I enjoy the Corona the most, but I think, for any avid cigar smoker, you're going to go through all four of these and you're going to enjoy them all differently. For more information on M81 cigars, just visit drewestate.com and they'll get you everything you need.
3: This episode of Bang Gong Podcast is brought to you by Perla Specialty Roasters. Perla produces an award-winning coffee portfolio. They are a four-time Good Food Award finalist and two-time winner. Perla uses coffee directly sourced from around the world using relationships on the farm level. They view their coffee portfolio as a way for coffee partners like Ariad Hospitality Group to further enhance their guest experience.
1: I really love what their brand represents from a local standpoint. They're uh, very immersed in the community, and they've been very supportive uh, of all of our places even before we used to serve Perla. So uh, when we decided to partner with them and make them our coffee provider across the board, they've been great to work with.
3: With such intention placed on the food and bar program... Shouldn't your restaurant have the same attention to detail? Their espresso fino blend was specifically designed to pair great with milk, making it amazing for latte or cortadito. Perla's biggest competition is the large, soulless, multinational roasting operations. You like that soulless? so good. It's like the final boss.
1: You have to beat the soulless big multinational multinational fucking Folgers roasting, Monster or something. Roasting operations. It's like a Maxwell House <laughs> thing walking up to you. It's good.
3: They can also solve equipment needs with sales, leasing, and service operations available at their disposal. With lightning fast order fulfillment, orders roast and ship the same day. Sometimes chugs diner gets its order the same day the coffee was roasted i can uh 100 say
1: that that's actually happened more than once from a customer standpoint customer service standpoint they're pretty incredible to work with for sure
3: with initial and ongoing staff training to make sure that their coffee is tasting on point yeah
1: i think uh, there's two points there that are incredibly true just because i've lived them it's like the when it comes to equipment issues, uh, how willing they are to help us in the maintenance, uh, standpoint of, of equipment, cause coffee equipment, unless you're, you have years and years of knowledge, you have no idea how to even start. And then the ongoing staff training, uh, you know, it's something that they talk about with us several times, whether they want to come in and do training us on how to make the coffee or just education on the coffee, um. They're really they've been really great.
3: To get all of your coffee situation on point, drinkperla.com. That's drink drinkperla dot com to get your coffee situation on point and move away from those soulless operations. Maxwell House, big boss. Okay.
1: This episode of Pancom Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Wild Fork. With over five hundred cuts, Wild Fork offers the best variety of meat and seafood anywhere from everyday grocery staples to premium Wagyu and exotic meats like alligator, elk, ostrich, and even foie gras. But there's more to Wild Fork than just high quality protein and the lowest prices in the market. Their meat and seafood is carefully sourced and hand-picked to ensure the finest quality and flavor. They offer a wide range of options from organic and grass-fed to sustainably sourced catches, all fit for your special feast. Uh, you know, for me personally, Wild Fork offers an opportunity to get random things like beef bones, marrow bones. You know, we make beef broth at home with Wild Fork's bones, it's pretty delicious. They even offer quiche and it's very usey, like this one here, it's very juicy. it's very nice. Um, and their empanadas, you know, our good friend Louis uh, said that these are some of the best store-bought empanadas he's ever had. Wild Fork offers a lot of opportunities. You know, they even have frozen breads that are good for events and so on and so forth. So I'm a big proponent of shopping there. They also have oxtail. I'm a huge fan. I definitely think that they have a great product. If you've never shopped at WildFork before, I got some news for you. New users can go to wildforkfoods.com and use promo code pancon 20 to grab yourself a discount. Now the code is case sensitive, so it needs to be in all caps. But do yourself a favor, use the code, get a discount. Code can be applied only once per customer. So if you're a house of four, just change it up every time, do yourself a favor. And again, the promo code is PANCON20, right? P-A-N-C-O-N. Numbers two and zero. PANCON20, not Pumpkin20, not Panko20, PANCON20. It's interesting like when i started getting into cars mm-hmm. i never planned to get into a car club i just like i like i have a hobby you know and it was it just you started the whole podcast by saying we don't like people mm-hmm. i think we don't like bad people
0: i don't like bad people right and, i don't like people who think i'm a sucker okay
1: exactly like, bad bad I'm people from Miami. yeah and uh you know i randomly met uh a guy's name's albert quesada he's Uh, the president of my car club Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: he's like an amazing human just very like if you're stuck on the side of the road there's uh like there's five guys i can call that will come get me and they're all part of the car community al's number one and he you know you see him he's like a big dude he's got a huge beard he looks like he will fucking beat you up Mm -hmm. like in a bar in a heartbeat but he also is like one of the people that's like if you're in trouble he's the first person you call and so i went to a car show with him and everyone was just like super open and cool like i it was my first classic car i didn't know fucking shit and it was interesting how open the community was to like learning teaching um and also about giving you know like very giving to the community car guys will always look for an excuse to just like cruise you know, like they want like, hey, you know, there's like a charity thing at a taco place down Chrome. We're all going to cruise and you get like 20 cars that just show up because they just love to ride cars. You know,
0: I'm kind of like it's interesting because you, you come across like a very uh, private, uh, introverted individual. Uh, like we prefaced we don't really like a lot of people. Right. I think that's something that uh, I can be very, you know me, I'll hide for yeah. months. Nobody will hear from me. It's bad. And yeah. then it, it could be good when I come out and hang out with you and my friends, right? Uh, so it's interesting that you decided well, I'm going to be part of a car club. I would never peg you as a car club kind of dude. I'm not
1: like a club person. Right. I'm actually like anti-club things. I
0: know. We did an event and... <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Chef Beltran...
2: My bad, Nick.
0: Chef Beltrang is literally like... <laughs> uh, anti-social, but, like, he's part of, like, the party. Like, he has to be part of the, the thing, the majigs. Wow. And, um... Wow, well, let there be light. Let there be light. Yeah. And you and I gravitate towards each other. Yeah. As almost like, a, a a safe haven. Yeah. And me, you, and my husband just, like, hung out in a car. I'm hosting a massive event. Yeah, yeah. And we're kind of holding on to each other, uh, emotionally and, and kind of just, like, We're uncomfortable. We're uncomfortable. Yet we do the job and we get it done and we have fun and and I'm humbled that I'm there. But there is a part of me that I panic around too many people. Right. Because I'm like, they're judging me. They don't like the way I speak.
1: But everyone wants to talk to you.
0: Which just like beautiful. the person that
1: stopped you on the side of the street here when you were walking to Chucks. she's
0: like, holy fuck, you're fucking Lucy Lopez. Yeah, I mean, you know. And I'm like, okay, bye. I gotta go. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna go tell this to the person who would absolutely love that this happened to me. <laughs> I do. So I just, you know, you're that guy. And then to, for you to be like, oh no, I'm also part of a car club. Like, uh, Not I only am be I a part of
1: it, I'm the vice president of it.
0: Do you know how many moms <laughs> want me to be part of like networking mom yeah. things? And I'm like, I can't.
1: Well, you know, I think it's also interesting because a lot of these guys, uh, I'm attracted to... It's the same reason I'm attracted to restaurants. Mm -hmm. Like, the melting pot of humans and cultures Mm -hmm. and backgrounds that are Mm -hmm. in restaurants is like... I mean, you learn something every single day. Right. The same shit goes for carts. You know, and it's like, they all come from different walks of life. And they're at different points in their life. I'm like the youngest person in my car club, by far, obviously. Okay. And... You know, a lot of these guys are dads. A lot of them are, you know, they've been professionals for 30 years. You know, like Al's one of the best AC guys you could ever find. And then also another guy named Scott, which is, interestingly enough, Scott and I are very similar. We also have the same birthday and we're also the same kind of like kind of an asshole, but not really. Mm-hmm. He's another one. I will call him. He's He has wait, picked what's, me up.
0: What's your sign again?
1: I'm a Leo. <laughs> there we go. And the, the cackle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. My husband's a Leo.
1: Good for you. Good for
2: you.
0: And um, my sunrise in, in Leo. So.
1: Okay. I don't know what that means.
0: It means it, it explains a lot about my personality.
1: Okay. But.
0: I want to be the center of attention, but I don't.
1: <laughs> okay. So, I think that's like what uh, actually attracted me to the whole like culture. And it's also, you know, the same thing with like restaurants. It's not like really a hobby. You have to make it a lifestyle. Because re- a lot of people buy cars and then they just let them rot outside. And it just. You can't do that. It's an investment. It's
0: so in a car club, like do you guys get together and talk about gas prices? Do you guys talk I mean, about brakes? Yeah. Oil? There's a lot of
1: that. Yeah. There's a lot of that. No. We also have a warehouse where we share cars. You know, like and everyone works on cars and it's like you know, some people go to church on Sundays, we go to the warehouse and we work on cars.
0: And you paint them and no, I mean a that's thing. a
1: whole I mean that's a whole different thing painting cars. There's people who do that. You don't want to do that.
0: Not too far off on what this car club is about.
1: I mean, yeah, it's cool. Um, Long story short. All these people and you like, you know, I've met so many people in car clubs that they're just like they got gold grills top and bottom and, you know, they're wearing like iced out like everything. Yeah, but
0: that's 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 Miami.
1: Yeah, but it's in car clubs in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. And but they're also like the most humble, nice people Mm -hmm. that are like all about helping a cause. And that's why when I came up with this idea three weeks before the actual date of the mm-hmm. event,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was like everyone assemble, you know, like Power the Rangers. Avengers. Yeah. Well, I was going to go Power Rangers. But yeah, okay. same thing. Everyone assemble. And it was just <laughs> quick. The Duke's Car Club, which we're very close to, right. um, just all their guys were they jumped in. They sponsored the event um, along with us.
0: So what's the goal?
1: You know, like I, my goal last year was just to not lose money. Um, I didn't know how much money we were going to raise. We ended up raising seven grand, which was great. That's fantastic. I thought it was incredible. Um,
0: and it goes straight to the organization.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's literally like we, we get the money, goes in a bank account, we write a check and we give it straight to them. Mm -hmm. And it, like the day overall, I was like, I'm not sure how this shit's going to go, but we're going to do our best. You know, it was on a Sunday. It's going to be on a Sunday this year. It's, Behind Chugs, which already like, you know, Chugs on a Sunday is already like a scene.
0: Mm -hmm. It's family friendly.
1: Family friendly. Uh, The show is family friendly. Um, And I think we had like 40 cars last year. Okay. Which is a lot. I mean, I didn't think we were going to fit 40 in there. We did.
0: And what does it look like for this year?
1: Probably the same amount of cars
0: um march 19th right march 10th march 10th why Uh, do i keep saying the 19th i'm
1: not sure i've never said the 19th should i be
0: playing this number in the lottery
1: that may be it's possible and um yeah i mean the hope the hope is that we raise more money um we're gonna do a raffle again uh you had a lot of like big ideas for the raffle that i didn't totally agree with um, what do you
0: want me to do? You asked me for ideas. I'm gonna just I know, blurt I get them it. out.
1: Like I just again, we, this, like that's it's,
0: called brainstorming. And I understand. Bra- I just da- like
1: I didn't like. I didn't. It's not totally my vibe. Oh but my God, you're such a t- baby. Tell t- okay. <laughs> Tell the people your idea. That's <laughs> nice. like,
0: Who allowed him to play that?
1: I, I you know, <laughs> this is our this is, I mean, he actually can do whatever he wants <laughs> in
0: Aaron, <laughs> That's more my speed, bro. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't remember my ideas right now. I can't remember what. What did I say?
1: We talked on the phone for an hour. Oh, but you Uh-oh. had some wine. You had some wine, yeah. That's right.
0: I did have wine. Yeah, I was drinking with my mom. Yeah, that's correct. So it was the love of my life? Yeah, and, you're fine though. And she's the yeah. reason <laughs> my husband. <laughs> she's the reason why I, I I said yes to this this whole this whole idea. And and I I told you, look, we need to get on an episode and kind of explain to people. Sure. The like why we're doing this. Right. Right. I mean, my mom. Uh, doesn't have leukemia but my mom is a breast cancer survivor Um, and that knocked me out of the game of life for an entire year Um, and continues to completely mess with me mentally emotionally right my mom is my rock and and we have a complicated relationship because she's she's my mom but she's also like my my manager she's been my she's always treated me like an employee Mm. Uh, and I never per se like I didn't know she was my mom until I was eight years old. Mm. Like I was like, oh, you're not my sister, and that's not your boyfriend.
2: Got it. Because
0: I didn't call her. I called them Nena and Tony, and called my grandparents mama and Papa. Mm-hmm. So you know, and they did too. So I was like, oh, these are my parents. Um, but when you asked me to, hey, what do you think? I'm like, well, I think we should talk about why this cause sure what it means to us how it affects because i truly believe that you can share enough with your audience where they get it and understand and can relate to you um and you don't have to share too much right Mm -hmm. because it isn't it is a touchy subject and for me it is Hmm. you know because uh I, i mean I literally, the day that my mom told me, she was, they found the lump in my breast. I, instead of like freaking out and crying and throwing myself on the floor, I literally looked at her and said, okay, so what are we going to do next? I went into complete, you know, action mode. Mm. Was that the same for you?
1: (sighs) Man. (sighs) Yes. Short answer but I'll give more context. So, my mom was diagnosed with leukemia. Like, I'd say two months before uh, the Michelin reveal. And at this point in my life, like my goals uh, in my life were to like make myself, like my my profession was like the pinnacle. Like I, I had worked towards a thing, like. Keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding. Yeah. So then I remember I was on a trip to California, California, or D.C., one of the two. And uh, Michelin announced that they were going to come to Miami. And I was all right. fuck it. It's time. You know, like, we just got to keep on doing what we're doing. And it's like center focus, center focus, center focus. I have I have and had a great team at that time. Um, and we were we were really good. And we were super zoned in. Uh, My personal life was kind of in shambles. Mm -hmm. But I didn't care. All I cared about was like this thing. And um, so we were like so incredibly like on the same page and uh, talking about work-wise on the same page. Our food was great. Uh, Team was pushing. Team was great. The camaraderie was good. So many things like really good. So I could ignore my personal life, and that's uh, there's a large portion of me, the majority of my life, that that's how I've lived, right? Which is not good. That's not healthy. I'm not saying it's healthy no, for anybody. It's
0: not. it's not healthy. Right. But that's, when you're a creative, because you are a creative, this is what you do. I know some people don't like that word, but it, you're a creative. You, it's like this focus, and there's this energy that comes from what you're making. Right. And this is all you see. It's fulfilling. And I lived like that right. for close to 25 years. So So I get it.
1: (laughs) It was uh, one day. uh, My mom is the best. Like I am a mama's boy, like hardcore. Um, She raised me in like very difficult times. Uh, I come from split of parents. Uh, She was the best mom. The best. She is the best mom. Mm -hmm. And she did a lot. She sacrificed so fucking much for me, my sister, so much. And so, you know, like at this point in my life, all I was doing at that time was, you know, whenever my mom wanted something or wanted to do something like she just got whatever she wanted. Sure. She came to see me one day and she said she hadn't been feeling well. I said, okay, I think it's going to be fine. Um, You know, I wasn't like downplaying it, but at the same time, it's like, we're going to be fine. Mm. So, uh, I was in a, uh, team meeting, uh, me and, uh, uh my CDC and executive sous chef and now one is the executive chef of the area of area and the other one is the executive chef of the company. And we had just broke our meeting and then my mom called me and I was in the kitchen downstairs very yet. And she, she called me and she told me, she was diagnosed with leukemia. I said, okay. All right. And she was like, I need to go straight to the hospital. She was in a really bad point when they, when they, when they caught this, there was a lot of like back and forth and bad, uh, medical things, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if she wouldn't have gone in when she did, if she would have waited two more weeks, she wouldn't be here today for sure. So she calls me, she tells me, I sit in what is my old office kind of in shock for like five minutes. I call Manny and Ashley into the office. I tell them what's happening and they were like, you do whatever you got to do. Cool. Spoke to my partner. Two of my partners, uh, Andrew and Brittany, told them what was happening. And, you know, like, at, at, I'm, I'm not like an overtly emotional, like, uh, woe is me person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't like that kind of, like, rhetoric. I like, I want, so what now? Yeah. You know, my whole family, they all call me crying. I was like, what are we crying about? Nothing is over yet.
0: Are you the leader?
1: Um to, I mean, maybe they all don't like like how I lead or agree with how I lead, but maybe. Yeah. I mean I'm also like the middle child of all of us. So. I'm the
0: I'm the oldest.
1: Yeah, I have an older sister.
0: And I'm the one that like
1: sets tone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And well. sometimes it goes over well and it doesn't. But when my mom said everything to me it was in front of just me and my dad. And then she goes, So you can't tell your sister yet?
1: Right. I was well like, Okay. <laughs> You know, okay.
0: my, I'll keep that secret for another month. No, three months. Oh, got it.
1: <laughs> my mom is like, uh, she's a very a matter of fact. She's like black and white. Yeah. She's super stubborn, uh, which is where I get it from. She's you know, she's not overtly like over the top emotional either. And she was like, this is happening and this is what we're going to do. And I said, yep. okay. Well, the doctor said I have to go directly to the hospital. I was like, all right, cool. I'll meet you there. So man what a fucking awful night awful we uh we had to stay in the er for like a full day till they got her like a room and then in the er it's like so they like uh i, w- I wasn't supposed to stay there and i was like ah, there's a good chance you're not gonna get me out of this room it's just letting you know now so just you know just pretend i'm here in the corner and you don't like whatever mm-hmm. so we stayed there for like a full day it was fucking freezing in there uh Obviously, it's an ER. It's cold. It just feels sterile, shitty. Lonely. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, different me. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we finally got her into a room. And then life was just like so different for like 90 days. Mm. She, uh, uh, my mom's like super religious. So, you know, she's very like. We're going to do all the things that are right. And I remember her telling me, she was like, whatever happens, I'm ready for it. I'm like, dude, that's uh, tough. back.
0: Take your time. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. sometimes I feel that when you go through stuff like this you're like oh shit like my mom would we would we had chemo 14 weeks every Monday and we would sit in our chair my mom would tell me I made it in this country I'm not gonna die like this we sacrificed too much we left Cuba I'm going to be fine. But if I die, I did it so good here on earth. And she would only share those feelings with me. And people talk a lot about what the what the person, the parent goes through, the person, the patient. We don't talk what happens to the caregiver. Because the caregiver, there's so many levels to that person. And everything you thought you were good at. And everything you thought you were strong at. Is tested every single motherfucking day.
2: Yeah.
0: And when you're met with with a moment where you feel you could do something to ponle una curita a lo que está pasando, vas a hacer lo que puedes. Te vas a tirar a la calle con tus amigos y tus carros y las croquetas y todo eso. That's called healing, brother. That's called healing. That's called... Yeah, it's for mom, but it's also for me. Right. Because that shit fucked everybody up. So then we're giving a choice, right? Mm -hmm. We're given a choice. Are we going to get this hurt? And are we going to turn it into anger? Or are we going to turn it into something positive? Right. And continue to... Or start a different kind of legacy.
1: So the following three months after... uh, That night, which was, you know... Memorable to say the least.
0: It's fucking pancompinga.
1: It was pretty bad. Um, you know, we got her into a room, and you know, like a lot more issues came up because she was pretty far along. And the thing about like leukemia is it doesn't have like stages. It's like you have it, yeah, and it's bad, yeah. So you know, like obviously, I don't uh, like when. When everyone says like things are awful, right? For me, it's like my initial response is like, so what's the solution? Jeez. What is so this is the problem and what's the solution?
0: So you're a lot like your mom.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty a matter of fact always. Like, I don't want to, and I don't fall for like the emotional part of like, yeah, I mean, this, this sucks, but this can be beaten. Like, yeah. we can, we can beat this thing. Um, As long as collectively we have the same goal. So for the next three months, um, I actually uh, at that time had a roommate. And, um, you know, I would stay with her five days a week, pretty much at the hospital. And, uh, you know, then uh, my sister, because my sister has two kids, um, or my aunt would kind of like. teach kids. Right, so I'd come to work, and I would work, and then I would go home, I would shower, and then I would go, and this was like this for like three months. And um, when when people ask me all the time, it's like uh, they congratulate me on like the Michelin star pretty often, because uh, it's cool. And <laughs> it's more like that time and place. The I don't know, 36 hours before I was on that stage, less I had to be less 28 hours before I was on that stage, I was sleeping on a cot in the hospital. Next day, my partner and I get on a plane uh, to Orlando. We go to Orlando. We win the thing. We won two things. Which was cool. It was and very then,
0: cool. We were also proud of you. Thank you. Because we all knew somewhat what was happening. Right. So it was like a big win for like all of us. Right. For you. You know that, right?
1: Yeah. I mean I know.
0: You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, good. Cause I I don't wanna speak on behalf of everybody, but I think I will right now. Like we were fucking happy out here
1: i appreciate that. because
0: one of us did that and like i kind of knew what was happening and i was like oh my god that's a lot
1: and i remember standing up on the stage and you know i've said the story several times how i was super banged up when i was on that stage (laughs) and you know talking about like thinking about the Just like the journey from like, you know, 36 hours before to like waking up in the hotel room and, you know, just like hitting the bar. I spent pretty much the whole day alone uh, because my partner actually got food poisoning the night before. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, and I went to go see Matt Hinckley, which is someone that I love and, and trust very much in the industry. And then, you know, like being on that stage and I mean, it was such a beautiful experience. And, um, it was the epic, like, shit, like, really sucks also right now. Uh, and this is really cool, but it's also a reminder of what matters. Mm. And, um, I remember, like, going through that whole night, and I went to other stuff, and I really just wanted to be alone. You know, I was around a lot of people and I just wanted to be alone because it was such a heavy moment. Because, mm. like, it just to go from like down on the bottom up to the top. And the next day, <sighs> two days later, right? Uh, two days later, I was back in the hospital, sleeping on a cot. And thankfully, the first portion uh, of, like, that whole thing ended, uh, I think it was, like, 12 days after that, I'm pretty sure, uh, when she went into remission and uh, was sent home. The year after that was worse.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Just a lot of, like, you know, I mean, no one in this room is a doctor, mm-hmm. right? So, like, just a lot of terminology and shit that you don't know about. You don't understand next steps that you really got to put a lot of faith into people about like, this is the right next step to take. Um, but that's essentially, I, I guess the skinny of why this event exists, you know, there's so many people that I know that have, uh, family member or whatever that's had leukemia and that's beat it. And there's so many I know that uh, a family member that's had leukemia beat it and then didn't. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a cloud all the time. You know, shit's not easy. And I think, um, you know, this is like a, a really cool and meaningful event for me and so many other people. And so many people have lived lived like stories and uh, similar things, you know. So I think it's like uh, it really is something that like the money is great, but it's the meaning that matters. Bringing awareness to this thing that really does exist Mm -hmm. and that so many people go through Mm -hmm. and you know, you always say like, no, but that won't happen to me. I mean, it happens to everybody.
0: Yeah, it may not be leukemia, it may not be breast cancer, but it's, it might be something where you might go through the same emotional roller coaster that you went through, I I went through, my my entire family went through, and, and it's just like, it changes you.
1: Well, I think like the emotional roller coaster part is, it's like so like indicative on life right now, right? It's like everything is just like up and down. It's like if you don't know. If you don't have the present like mind, body and soul to like just say to yourself, we're going to push through a thing and we're going to be aware that you could you can lose. You can you can lose. And this is like the uh, my sister, I love her to death. She's much more emotional than I am much more. Because like she just like snaps to like the emotion first. If you realize what the the worst possible outcome can be, right? Which obviously in this situation is the worst possible outcome is the worst possible outcome. And you accept that first, right? And say like, this is a possibility. Like this is real life. This is not a fucking TV show. But realize like you don't have to think about that every day. Think about like what are the things that you can do? To beat it, to like uh, be there for people. And I remember the first thing I told so many people. um, God, because like, I don't know, family dynamic during this whole thing is like, it's a lot. It's a lot lot to handle. I don't know how many times I must have said, this shit's not about you. This shit's not about you. You don't matter. I don't matter. You know, for, I don't know, it's been like uh, two and a half years now. Uh,
0: But I learned that even, like, talking to certain people, um, uh, to me, it was music to my ears when someone would say to me, I'm going to let you decide.
1: Thank you. God bless. I wish that was the case. Fuck.
0: Thank you so much. Holy jeez. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because, Yes. Because I wasn't an emotional wreck. Right. I wasn't a blubbering fool like I am right now with you. Like, this was not me. I was all, in, like, I was, it was, like, a business. It was, like, the weirdest thing. And I had to take Nena to the hospital. And uh, and Nena's having a mastectomy. And... I'm having the conversations with the surgeon and the post-op doctor and it's me. And when she's better, then Tony can come get her and take her home. Uh, I'm the one that's taking Nana to get her port. I'm the one that's taking Nana to all the chemo. Let me do it. But it wasn't like, it's like you almost feel like if, if, and it, it, it was different because it was, it was a little bit control. I'm not going to lie because I'm like, at least I know. But it was also, here's this very strong, ferocious, Cuban-American queen, goddess, mother of mine. No, Cuban. Now Americana.
2: Right.
0: Who, like, came to New York, did not come to Miami when they came to this country. Uh, and then came to Miami who was like, you're in charge. And. I had no time to cry. I had no time to. I, I I, sort of mourned my mom. And I don't know.
1: Everyone deals with it different.
0: It was like a little bit of mourning involved. Where sure. I was like, oh shit. Like. This could fuck. This could go really bad. She right. can. On that operating table. Right. And it's an interesting moment when you see, like, the person that you emulate, that you want to be like, that you admire, that you, you worship. And I feel like you're the same way with your mom or you're like, this is like, this is it. This, yeah. is, this is my mom. You said it and my mama's boy. For, for me, it was like my mom wasn't my mommy. Like I have a lot of Cuban friends who like share with me like their mom stories, and that wasn't the case with me and my mom. Right. So the strongest person in my crew was like, What do you think? The doctor said this. I know I was there. What do you think? Oh we're gonna do this. Okay, good.
1: I think the um what I learned I I mean, and it's, again, not, like, the best way to deal with things, but also when, you know, I'm the oldest guy, you know, my uh, grandfather's 93, um, and you have to make decisions and calls or whatever, it's, like, there's a lot of emotion involved, but, like, just don't show it now.
0: Yeah, that part.
1: Yeah, just don't, (laughs) like, don't show it now. Like, it's cool. Bro. Um, it's cool to have them and it's gonna happen eventually alone later which isn't great either but no
0: because it comes out it could come out weird like you're like one moment you're like pounding drinks with your friends and all of a sudden you're in a corner going ah!
1: yeah no i mean all that happened
0: that happened to me yeah a that, lot.
1: All, that all all that happened and it was um it was a lot to digest and i think like i mean that started happening when i was 36 right right before i turned 37 and um it was uh probably the most like shifting moment in my adult life when i mean we had just come out of like a pandemic the world was ending um (laughs) All businesses were closing. It was like the apocalypse for all restaurants. And we had made it through that. And then we went through this thing. We got like really good. And then like this happened. And it's like just this incredible roller coaster that like you were just along for the fucking ride. You were along for the ride. And it's like how you had, so it's like now today in today's world. Absolutely. In my position, where I'm at, people come to me with, like, shit all the time. It's, like, the end of the world. I'm like, this is Not nothing. Not the end of the world. This is nothing. We're going to be fine.
0: It feels like the end of the world. For them. Yeah, it does. It feels like the end of the world.
1: What I'm saying is that I think it just, like, it was... Uh,
0: but we also can't be too critical of that because that's their journey, man. That's what and they think the end of the world is. And if that's, you got to give them space to like, all right, it's totally, the world.
1: That's also totally but fine.
0: Tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're still going to be here and you're still going to have air in your lungs and you are gonna have two legs and two arms you're going to walk around. You're going to go do a, whatever you do for the day and scroll on Instagram on the toilet and go to right. work and fucking work and fuck your boyfriend, girlfriend and go pick up your kid from school. Like life goes on.
1: Yeah. How I react to problems now is very different than how I did four years ago.
0: Are you more patient with yourself or more patient with the problem?
1: I'm just more patient with life. I think at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm a solutions person.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I'm going to think of a solution and uh-huh. it may or may not work. And if it does work, cool. If it doesn't, I'll find another one. And like, um, I never get too worked up. People love it when I get worked up. I only get worked they they really do. They love when I get worked up. They love like and people used to love getting me worked up. And now, man, it takes them so much fucking work. Ray. I dare you to even try. Right. I feel like I've seen some really dark places in the last four years. Right. That being one of them. And it was uh it was really the uh I think what taught me the most was like being in the darkest place and in the brightest place all within forty eight hours. It was hard. I was so happy, but I was also so sad.
2: Mm.
1: Awful. And I remember like so many people like congratulating me like whatever. And I'm just kind of like, it just doesn't feel full yet. And I knew why. But I think that's like, you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of people on that stage felt super full and I think they deserve it. But for me, it was like, I got to go home and get back to work and not real work, but just like to get my mom out of the hospital. And, you know, I mean, obviously, I had very little work to do other than support. But, you know, uh, that to me was like a real victory. Like. Uh, so I guess that's why, like, so much over the last the six months, like, post that and so many people would congratulate me. It took me back to that very, like, Moment. those 24 hours. Right. And. um It was like a cycle of reliving it over and over again, which I mean, it's okay because that's like it's a built like it's how people are built. Hardship is like how we're built, you know, like how to deal with problems, uh, how you make it through problems, uh, how you address the problem. So I think, you know, and that's why like year two, when we went, uh, we had hopes to get other stars and stuff. I was like, we didn't get them. Cool. Whatever. We move on. Other people were more upset. And I understand why they were upset. Also for me, like, we got to live another day. We kept our star. We keep on doing what we love. And we have the people that we love doing it with us. Perspective changed completely at that time in my life. Completely, just completely changed. And I think that's why this is a cool and fun event for a lot of people and it's for families and shit, but it's more, it's a little bit more, uh, obviously it's deeper and more meaningful for me and other people like me and like that have lived this moment, uh, in whatever regard for whatever illness their family member has had, mm. you know, it's like, it strikes a chord, and I think that's that's really why we're here doing this shit.
0: So, okay. Let's Before we about-
1: continue, can I refill my drink because I need it? Yes. All right, dick.
0: cool. Just called him a dick on his podcast. I
1: mean, Nick is not a bartender. i not, I'd ask him he's He's it. been called worse on this podcast. Yeah, I, I've been called worse <laughs> on this podcast,
2: actually.
1: How are we feeling, party people? Are, terrible. Are we ready for the next run
2: here? <sighs>
3: okay, that's good. Welcome. Can, uh, can we save that audio and use it as one of our sound effects yes, from here on out? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Welcome to Pond, you, Pond Podcast.
0: Have you ever interviewed like one of those high profile, like all over TV people that cook for shows and they say something super like besaido? just throw the. <sighs> oh, <that's good. laughs> I like it. Me like lucy stop so-and-so's here talk to me
1: um
0: what the fuck life is life is a motherfucker
1: I, you know i agree but i also um uh, i don't know i probably said this story on this podcast before but
0: who gives a shit It's your podcast say whatever the fuck you want
1: i was in a this is like year one of Ariette, and we ran out of like fennel or something and I was in the <laughs> it was in a line at Milam's and um one of the one of the guys bagging groceries or whatever he's apparently pretty famous there I think his name is Carl I don't think he's there anymore but uh he looked at me and he was like, "How you doing I'm like, you know it's a pretty common response for me you know and I was like, how are you doing?" he's like, you know any day above ground is a good day."
0: That is the most three o five shit I've heard today.
1: And I, t- I, s- I probably say that. Does every- people say that too? I don't know.
0: And the day above the ground is a good day. Is
1: that how he says it too? Oh, <laughs> 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 like he smokes four packs of cigarettes a day.
0: <laughs> Any day above the ground. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm into <gonna do> it. <laughs> Any day above ground is a good day.
2: day, 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 day. day. day
1: yeah, and. uh <laughs> I feel like I, I say that to myself and I say that to other people like every day, because you know what's the alternative?
0: Are you breathing? Yes. <laughs> Are you alive? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Late. It's I'll so good. Yes. I'll yeah. do the yes. I have to guess. A joke is in threes. Aren't you a writer too?
1: <sighs> wow, you just tried his like writerhood. Is that a word?
0: Writerhood.
3: I'm trying to get your mic cut off over there. <laughs> <laughs> Talk really fucking loud. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, I think
1: since we've addressed a lot of the heaviness. What the fuck? Which is cool. Right, that's is there going to be
0: like some music in between
1: this? No, I mean, I don't know. Nick does the all the cuts and stuff, yeah, which know. now he's giving it to AI, so it's a mess. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a mess. He's giving it to AI, and uh, who knows what's going to come out of this. But there it is. Uh, I guess we could talk about... Uh,
0: AI. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. No? Yeah, That means it ain't
1: I. Who, it, yes. That, that's an actual joke? No. No?
0: That's me being nervous. I guess we could
1: talk about some of the good things that are at this event, which is what people get.
0: Yes. What's up? What are you doing? Are you cooking?
1: No, this is. No, I'm not cooking. But th- you don't remember the recommendation you had for me to raffle off?
0: Yes, I did. Which A dinner.
1: Was, right. Going to someone's house and cooking them Fuck, dinner. Fuck,
0: are you really going to do that?
1: I mean, only if we start the raffle at like
0: $1,000. Bro, we're in Coconut Grove. You yeah, no, I get something.
1: it. I mean... Uh,
0: fact It's going to happen. Yeah. Raffle it a $1,000 and you show up to somebody's house and you make a meal.
1: Yeah, I mean... That it was would, my idea. Yeah, but Thank max, you very much. Max two people. That's fine. Um, I'm okay with this. Like that. That's fine. You had other ideas that I wouldn't do but
0: tell me what they were
1: <laughs> yeah just like have someone uh, come cook with me for a day like man i'm i'm no
0: my idea was because uh, does devin still works here right yeah of course okay my idea was uh to learn how to make like one of devin's desserts but yeah. you said devin is like she'll freak out if somebody's around her right am i right about this
1: she will yeah, yeah. She, it'll be super rough it it's actually more pertinent for them to hang out with me for a day than to hang out with her for a day. Just I think that would be really cool. She's like a mad scientist.
0: Maybe I should go. I'll do it then. Let me just do it. I'll do it.
1: Well, but uh, okay. So we will do. We will do the dinner for two people at their home. Okay. Four courses for a thousand dollars.
0: Four. Co- we start at a thousand dollars.
1: We start at a thousand dollars, and I will happily raffle that off. Starting at a thousand dollars. Let
3: me tell you, that's a fucking deal. I'm so not you're saying, cheap. Uh, you're saying raffle start. You're saying auction starting at a thousand. Sure. Well, that, you're right. Starting. Thank you. Yeah, but. that's right, guys. Good. See,
2: here it comes right. Nice. Nick with the same. Thank you, man. Like a producer. Yeah. Bye, 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 bye. But I don't
1: know how to do. I don't. I don't even know how we would auction shit off. Like last year, we just sold raffle tickets for uh, Nick. What were they? Twenty-five bucks. Uh, I don't remember. I don't but remember what were the
0: either. raffle tickets for? Okay,
1: so we'll go into that. So I have a bunch of, like, great friends in the industry. They give us gift certificates for, like, a bunch of shit. Fireman Derek said he's going to give us a gift certificate. I haven't asked Kush, Zach, or Jose, but they're definitely going to give a, give me a gift certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Schwartz gave an amazing gift certificate last year. Who's
0: that?
1: Michael Schwartz? Yeah. Michael's Genuine Food and Drink?
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Wow.
1: That's right. You guys live in Miramar. It's fine. We um, Yeah.
0: I live in the West yeah. Miramar. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you like that?
1: West Miramar. West. the um, yeah,
0: cocodrilos. By the way, that was my Michael's Genuine was like one of our first dates.
1: Yeah, what would you guys eat the belly?
0: Cris- crispy the crispy duck, belly, pork belly, pork belly the with the kimchi duck, and stuff. Yeah, it's all still of there. That. You know him? Tell him I say hi. I w-
1: I worked for him for many years. That the happened.
0: so fucking good, man. Yeah,
1: he's great uh he's kind of an asshole but i love him
0: I but that's care. cool it's the same same i thing can be me. an asshole
1: yeah i am an asshole but people love me. you are yeah thank you <laughs> um uh we got gift certificates for like a month free at anatomy i think we'll do the same thing we got like a there's like a skincare place up here they gave us a great gift certificate i last saw that year. i saw yeah. that place there uh so you know like good stuff good stuff okay you know there was like Rolling 30 with the
0: big dog, thirty
1: thirty gift cards or something like that last year
0: so I it was love cool that.
1: and then we sold t-shirts it shirts. organized
0: i hate going places and it's not organized
1: yeah i mean you just walk up to a thing you buy raffle tickets okay. they go into a thing and then you know we got to pick them out
0: you don't have to yell at me
1: i'm not this is me all the time this is not yelling at full all full on yelling um we so, merch we we just um partnered with a guy that we're going to do great t-shirts okay. uh, for the event uh they were designed by uh one of my tattoo artists named john Vale. uh That's dope. he's a miami legend uh he's an all right guy i guess um and <laughs> you know we're gonna do croquetas obviously and okay. all the money from the croquetas go to um the foundation is there or gonna whatever. be a bar There is also a bar that's right. This is new news. I kind of want to know this. Is this new? (laughs) Late breaking? Yeah. New news. (gasps) uh, I don't totally remember the sponsor's name, but they have gin and vodka. We'll put it on there after. What is it? He doesn't remember. He doesn't know. Are they Are they local? I don't know. Like are, uh, they,
3: are they a distiller or somebody else? This, this was
1: set up by Larry Carino. So we can we, um, can we call? Can we you can, call Larry Carino? You want to call Larry? Yeah. Call him. La- yeah. do a, can, We can't do a call
3: in. We, we? Oh, oh, we can do it. Oh, this is
1: so good.
2: We're going to call someone? Yeah. We're going to call like someone. Exciting.
1: Yeah. So uh, he got us, I believe, a water, gin, and vodka sponsor
0: question on the i'm gonna go back to the first the big news which is that you will show up to somebody's house to cocina just a party of two yeah not your whole fucking family no no don't be stupid that if you win this because mm-hmm. i know our people i know i know miami
1: yeah we're gonna make it nice
0: remember when you told me uh you showed up to that restaurant well, how many people i'm like eight you can't do that don't do that again
3: yeah i did you tell call you,
0: that. you call and you ask for a menu don't yeah. do that again you remember you told me that yes
3: Sorry, I, uh I think, uh, Larry. Can you hear me, Larry? All right, we're gonna figure this
1: out. Wow, this is so good—a call-in live on Punkum Podcast. He I, doesn't I, even know I, how to work the soundboard. Yeah. what's the
0: phone number? Five five zero. No, no, no I called out. I called out.
1: Okay. We we uh, we've done this before. Okay. Just one other time though. Yeah. I... It's so what been I was gonna
0: say, if you are you know bidding on this dinner by Chef Pedrang in your house, right? Don't be a dick, bro. Also no surprises. What do you mean? I know our people.
1: Yeah, you can't have like the family Don't outside. Do that,
0: bro. You
1: know, like, pena? Yeah. like you're yeah.
0: gonna do that to is Bedran. gonna be there, like
1: <sighs> No, we're gonna do a really nice fancy meal. We'll bring plates, wine, the whole thing. It'll be very nice. Um, is there
0: gonna be a limit? Like these people can't live in Los Cayos, right?
1: I mean it, bro. I mean, you know, let's say like Miami proper is cool. Okay. You know, like um that's ideal for us, Miami proper. Uh just cuz food is it's hard to lug around.
0: Yo, get the Miami Dolphins to auction or to be part of this.
1: I mean, um you know, I haven't really talked about the Dolphins since they let me down again. I don't know. Like, um, can
0: we move on please or you're just like Gino?
1: No, I we are exactly the same. What do you uh. mean move on from 38 years of of suffering? Like, I mean, fuck
0: this guy was so pissed.
1: I agree. Yes, yeah, awful. At least, whoa. Excuse sorry, you. sorry. we we're haven't gonna, figured figure out the technical
3: they, can
0: aspects. Can this person of,
1: hear me? Can yeah. they hear What's us? What's
3: your name? Larry. Oh Larry. man.
1: I don't. I Hold on, Nick. Larry's I'm sorry.
3: Hold on. Oh. Go. Okay, no problem, Larry. You're you're just on a. Did podcast. you
1: did you tell him that we're calling him no. all together? No, not at all.
4: No? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So can goodness. you hear me? I couldn't answer. I was pulling up to a valet. Is everything okay, Larry?
1: Oh, pulling up, to Larry. Do you know that you're you're you are live on Pancom Podcast right now,
4: Larry? Well, I would expect nothing else. I mean, yeah. if you're calling me, something either terrible is happening or we're live on Pancone Podcast.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, Larry, who is the vodka sponsor for Cars and Groguetas?
4: The vodka sponsor that I secured uh, is Una Vodka. It is a female-owned botanical Female owned. low apv vodka based out of Miami.
1: Great. I love that. Thank you so much, Larry. Did, didn't you get water, too, or no? Water?
4: I did not get water but I got London essence so that is our tonic partner that's partnering oh, that I did not do cool. water but I can work on a water if you want
1: yeah water would be cool and just so you're aware uh, we're, you're, we're on the podcast with Lucy Lopez
0: hi Larry we've had
1: a very loaded hi, hour Lucy. of conversation
0: Larry I have a question about the, the female owned um, uh, vodka are these women from Miami
4: she yeah she lives well she lives in Coconut Grove if I'm not mistaken Leticia, I but I forget her last name but yeah she she lives down here she's a lovely
5: That's lovely person. Did. Oh my I gosh that.
1: this
0: is so cool. Larry Look at you
1: uh, just, in the month
0: of women History.
1: Perfect. Um, just Lucy has uh, convinced me that we are going to auction on the day of the events a dinner for two at somebody's home that I will be doing at their house. And the auction starts at
4: $1,000. I love it. Sounds yeah. fantastic.
0: Larry, yeah. can you get in contact with uh, Tua to see if he... <laughs> Larry, I just you like he's you not know not re- people, he's Larry. Not returning,
4: he's not returning any of my calls, but I'll do my <laughs> best.
1: Hey, where are you, where are you uh, driving up a valet to? Where are you going? What's dinner tonight, Larry?
4: I I so I am in uh Broward. I'm on a beautiful, at a beautiful oh, nice. Mexican restaurant in Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. called Lona at the Westin and we are doing a media dinner uh preview of the new sh- introducing the new chef and Ooh. unveiling his new dishes. So that's what wow. that's dinner tonight. You just got it's free you just job. got
1: free press. You just got free press this, here on Punko Podcast.
2: Larry you know Larry so it's I can get invited job. to this shit.
1: What
4: I'm so you know what Nick I think I have his email wrong I, something <laughs> happened I don't know there was a mix up uh, you know what I'm gonna fire my intern. <laughs> but I role. will work but I but I will work tomorrow I'll get to work on a water sponsor
1: cool thanks Larry so it's vodka right so people are gonna get banged up we're actually when we move the event to March 10th
4: March okay I did not know it's that new, consider me informed new, I'll let them new know
1: de, new developing and it's in the morning. So it's going to be Bloody Um, Mary's.
4: Bloody Mary. Okay. Wow. Things are getting exciting. Okay. Morning of March 10th. I'm on it.
1: Yeah. I love that. All right, Larry, you enjoy. Are you going to have tacos? Are you going to have a quesadilla? Have you looked at the menu? What are you going to
4: want? It's a little little fancier than that. So uh, no tacos tonight. But, uh, you know, listen, it it all can't be tacos and burritos. There's nothing wrong with it. But tonight it's a little bit more fine dining. But I'll give you a full report.
1: Yeah, I expect a full report tomorrow. All right, Larry, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you. Thank you for securing a sponsor. We'll see you on March 10th.
4: You got it. Bye. All right. Bye, Lucy. Bye.
1: Bye. Wow. We successfully did a call-in on Panko Podcast. I am fucking shocked. Yeah, am. Who else
0: can we call? I <laughs> no, I'm anybody, trying
1: to
0: get people to, like...
3: Anybody you want.
0: Yeah. Hold on a second. Let's see. Let's call a dog. Should we
1: call Kush and ask him if... Uh, yes. Like, last year he yes. gave us a super weak $25 yes. gift
3: card. Are, 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 are we doing a telethon right now? Yeah, just, I kind of yes, like it. why not? I kind of like it. Why can't we do a telethon? are going to call Kush? Yes. We'll max out at just two, want, two, two,
0: two,
1: more, ahead, two more phone calls. Like, okay, what, what kind of gift card is he going to give us? What? I want what a gift are,
0: card and, and some of his cool merch, bro. He does
1: have cool merch. That's Get, true.
0: We need, like, a whole thing. Are yeah, hey, you bringing
1: that, Kush? The best oh, way to reach me wow. is through email we went straight at, nat- at wow. phone. No, it's fine. We'll leave a voicemail. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Matt, uh, we're calling from wow. Pancom Podcast because Lucy Lopez and myself have questions about the uh, raffle um, for Cars and Croquetas. And yeah. what, uh, we, Lucy wants a merch bag. I want a Merch big,
0: and, a, and a gift card.
1: Yeah, but that's two separate parts of the raffle. I want a bigger oh, gift yeah. card. And Lucy yeah. wants some merch back. So yeah. thanks. If you want to call us back, just call us back on Nick's phone. We're just doing a small telephone. Thanks so much.
0: I'm starting to think we should just use my phone to We're call. We're just doing <laughs> a small telephone. Yeah. <laughs> who else can we call? This is genius. This yeah. is exciting. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Did Do you hang up on Matt? Or I did. Yeah. yeah, cool. That's good.
3: No, I think, uh, I don't know. There's nobody else to call. No. Uh, I mean, who was involved? Uh, Jose was involved. Yeah, he he gave know. some stuff. Yeah. You tell me. Mm-mm. Maybe you have somebody. I don't know.
0: I'm thinking.
1: We need a DJ. Carluba sold me out. It's fine. I
0: know. I'm trying to let lock you in one.
3: Yeah, I love that.
0: Zog is on a. Literally comes home at 11 a.m. from a fucking cruise. He goes, "If not, I would have done it for you guys." Oh, it's, a,
3: it's a good thing that it's on the. I I don't know if it had been on the ninth at night, I might not have been able to come. Oh right, because you're a roadie that day. No, no, because the ninth is well. First of all, the ninth is uh, UFC 299 and oh. and and Gano Joshua.
1: It is tonight. Na- well, remember we decided.
3: In uh, Ganu, Joshua was during the day, though. Right, but I'm saying that whole day at right. a, a casino is like a whole thing.
1: Oh, I totally forgot about that. Well, then that's good. That's why we moved the day. Exactly. That's why we moved I, the day. When
3: you first told me, I thought maybe that was why. No, no, I don't want to pay like seven grand for the parking lot. That's what the guys told me. We would have had. We would have been competing. So with are that, you going to be like people. an MC?
1: Are you going to help me like raffle it kinda, shit it off? Kind of
0: looks like that. Doesn't yeah, that's it?
1: cool. I didn't. I didn't actually ask this you is to. The
0: rope in. I, I see I what you did. Can you what be an
3: auctioneer? Yeah, you auctioneer. Obviously. Auctioneer you is gavel. good.
0: I need everything. I want a megaphone.
3: Uh, Nick, do we have megaphone? Uh, Can we'll we- get the we'll get the research department on on <laughs> megaphone
1: prices. <laughs> I need, uh, Amazon, hit that shit up, please.
0: A, no, yes, I will. I will be here. I told you. Did I tell you the whole conversation I had with my peoples about this event? No. Cause. Whenever I'm feeling wildly depressed, I believe that if you go and you do something good for others, it alleviates, uh, you spread positivity. You are one with uh, your emotions and, um, it just helps me feel better. Right. And like I shared earlier when my mom, you know, told me, Hey, I got cancer. Uh, i was I went heavy into volunteer. I gotta do this. I gotta do this, I gotta say yes to this, I'm gonna host this. no, don't worry, this, 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 and I did way too much, yeah, and it I burnt out and this is the only thing I'm doing like this in twenty twenty four Well, thank you because you're welcome because a love you b kinda. We're trauma bonding. Uh, And uh, see, I I do believe that this can uh, help others in their journeys, whether they're the one that is in the hospital bed or the one holding the hand of the person at the hospital bed.
1: I think it's uh, sorry to cut you off. I think it's like very interesting uh, because like I was the opposite when I went through this. I uh, I believe I became more of an introvert than I was before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Nick can probably attest to this because, like, Nick was kind of along for the ride Mm -hmm. the whole time Mm -hmm. uh, because we were still podcasting and or trying to and Mm -hmm. doing stuff. And, like, man, you know, I remember in 2020 and 2021, like, I picked a fight with everybody because I was, like, angry. Like, the world was trying to bring us all down. And when this happened, I, I realized... I needed to put my energy elsewhere mm-hmm. and, um, you know, not saying that I didn't want to like donate time, but like time is fucking precious, man. It's like the one thing that we can't get back is time. Right. We just can't get it back. And I like, you know, I made more of a conscious effort to like be involved with like family things as much as it frustrates me the majority of the time. Uh, and like present cause you know, like holidays the last 20 years I've been working and, uh, Sundays I've been working and I've been just working and uh, I feel like I made a more conscious effort and obviously uh my girlfriend Rachel obviously helped me along with that because mm-hmm. uh she has uh been a good voice in the process because i I did become like I just didn't want to like really be around a lot of people um so it's it's interesting how like what people go to uh, as kind of like their safe space?
0: I was like, okay, well, we're going through this. Uh, It affected me creatively. I couldn't come up with anything. I stopped my podcast. I became a bit of a recluse. Uh, It was bad. But if somebody were to call me and be like, hey, we're doing this charity event and we were wondering, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. And it was weird. Like, I would go, and it would make me feel good, and I would see people happy and thankful that I was there, and and I would add to the joy of the event, and I would add to the joy of these people, and I would provide them with, like, a little laugh, and, you know, the joladera, if you will. And then I would get in the car and bawl my eyes out or be very angry. Right. Very angry, very uh, just... I mean, it was bad.
1: Yeah. I think (laughs) that my husband's like, yeah. Yeah. I think the creative aspect has been uh, for sure. I feel, I feel that um, it's hard to build back up. Like creativity is part of like, uh, it's a very like organic part of like who a person is. So I,
0: I agree with you so hard on that, Mike. Like so, so hard. Like this is my year of rebuilding what I lost
1: And that's, I think that that's part of the journey of life. Um, You know, like I, I live creativity in like peaks and valleys of life. Like sometimes I'm super creative and sometimes I just, I'm very functionally creative, but not like uh, I can't build a new dish that I'm like super proud of. Um, But then also I get to that point that I'm just like, fuck it, let it ride. And that's really the best me. When I'm at that point that I'm like, fuck it, let it ride. People like it or they don't like it, whatever. And I think of no repercussions. That's the best me that there is. Um, But I've also found with the less like fight part, I'm better at that than I was before. Because I'm just more uh, focused and more pinpointed on like, I believe this is good food. Or I believe this is like good culture. or I believe this is good, you know. I mean, restaurants are like, there's so many fucking layers. So, there's just so many like good things. It's made me more focused at my job, um, which is just being like a better. Oh, oh guys, gosh. we have a call from Matt Kushner. That... Oh my god, just, Hold on. Oh my excited. god. I can't wait. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh my gosh. I love it. Wow. Man,
0: the, he produ- the call?
1: production department's uh, uh, having a hard time.
0: Uh, uh, a issue. Is he arguing with me?
1: No. <laughs> you, this the Nick argument is longer. Yeah, you'll definitely know when Nick this argues. Is the biggest argument. Hey,
5: you, you Matt
2: look? Kusher? Oh, wow. wow, twice. Wow.
1: Everyone knows what his fucking voicemail sounds like now. This is yeah, amazing.
0: Wasn't he at FIU today? Mm.
1: No, no. Today's Tuesday. He teaches that class on Mondays. I was part of that class. He had me on that class. It's crazy. I want to go. Oh man, that, those kids would love you. Hello. Oh, Matt Kushner, everyone. Papa. This is crazy. Welcome to Panko Puckets Live, the telethon.
0: Hi, Matt. Oh, hi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Matt, how are you? Good.
5: I'm coming from t-ball practice. It's a very serious game with the four and unders.
1: Wow. What is it that
5: I can do for you guys?
1: Any parent fights? Were there any parent fights at t-ball today or no?
5: On on Saturday there actually was. They were yelling at the umpire. It was actually um a very uh only in three oh five moments.
3: Wow. I Matt, love that. Matt got no warrant, he has no idea what's happening. Right? Oh, I know, I love yeah. that actually. So Matt,
1: uh Lucy and I are talking about cars and croquetas
3: And last year okay, you gave that,
1: us a gift that, card. That, yeah. Yeah. And thank you for that. We just we, so sweet. Yeah, we really appreciate you. Um this year, we're just trying to lock in your. Real quick, dedication. are you guys recording
5: something? you guys are sound very weird. Is it a call? Or no, yes, we're, we're, recording, recording. we're recording.
1: We're Pankham recording Punkum podcast. This is a telethon for oh. Punkum podcast. We're literally. So you we're just. We're working on gotcha. securing raffle so just, raffle, just, raffle things. You just punked me right now. Okay, gotcha.
5: <laughs> uh, thinking you guys are calling me to calling me like with a question about like a, an event I did or something.
1: No, this is an event no, that you're gonna do. It's good.
0: This is the event that you're gonna donate a gift card to one of your restaurants and then I want I thought it'd be really cool if you gave us like a bag of cool merch because you have the coolest merch.
5: Okay. That we so can raffle you want off. A, um it's always snowing in Miami and cocaine is yes. Miami's cup of coffee cup. Of course, gotcha.
0: at a family event that is perfect. Thank <laughs> you. Captain, Thank you, Matt.
5: Captain Cush Slider.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think
5: lighter. Oh. Okay. Uh, legalized push ba- uh, t-shirt hat.
0: Uh, can we yep. have a Batasusia cup?
5: Batasusia cup? Yeah, sure. Um,
1: you. I mean, you've you're been you. heavy in giving people out the Flanagan's uh, Matt Kusher cups. Also. I had to that one one too, Yes you know. I get you one of those. And then obviously we would we would love a gift card along with the merch bag and we're going to raffle those off uh separate times.
2: Please.
5: Okay, pretend pretend you're Matt Damon and I'm Vinny Chase. How much do I need to write the gift card for so that I can be on the proper level?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. Do you remember what you did for last year? Or no. No idea. Yeah, just double that. Okay. Well, so you have the do you have the the, the records? <laughs> yeah, I know no, I remember. I remember. So double that. Yeah, it's not you know fifty bucks. Okay. is fine.
0: Matt, can I go to FIU okay, with so you one day?
1: Oh, uh, Lucy's also yes, trying to get in the come? class.
0: Yes, I want to go to one of your classes, please.
5: you want to do marketing? Do you want to do uh, media? Because I have a media one. Um, which one do you want to talk about?
0: I, I want to. I think I'll do. Yeah, I'll do media. Media, come on. Yeah.
5: Media. I have Ryan from Infatuation and Larry Carino talking. Ooh, to, I guess it's wow. Third one.
1: Infatuation. Wow. Yowzas. it's gonna be that's a loaded uh, team right there
0: can you have your people contact know. my people
1: <laughs> yeah
5: my people are me
0: i know that's why i said it <laughs> <laughs> and like my, my people is night.
5: uh is my kid nico in the back seat uh, on his iPad. he crushing it man uh, how's his
1: how's his outfit today for the t-ball t-ball
5: Oh yeah, he got he got his two practice uniforms, so a total of four uniforms he has. That's for crazy!
1: They made him buy like eighteen um, uniforms for the ball.
5: <laughs> so I got. Uh, I could also do the homemade vermouth from Victoria's. So I could do the Kush oh, seasoning. Cool. I could do our homemade pique sauce. Uh, we got, I we like got the vermouth thing.
1: I, if you give us like three, like I would like to make like three raffles. So I'm just trying to. We're just trying to raise as much money as possible.
5: I might have, um, I, think I might have some signed bottles uh, by then. Um, cool. From the always funny guys, maybe I can do something from there.
0: Hey, with the last person we spoke to, they suggested like who we should call next. So is there anybody on your list that you think we should call and ask for stuff?
5: Yeah, call Priscilla from Voley. Make sure that she gets Pitbull to do a oh, signed yeah. autograph we'll bottle or something. That's cool. Um, I like that. And uh, she's always doing 305 or five stuff. Uh, you know who's always very, very generous? Uh, Atomic is very, very generous.
0: Uh, he's oh, so cool. generous.
1: Yeah, he's a cool, dude.
0: He's working uh, on me with a project. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's amazing, man. He likes he's my good cars. Guy. He's a nice guy. <gasps> we should have uh, a little cosito, so people can auction. Yes. I mean, I don't know. A little painting?
1: I don't know him like that. But you don't know him like that? No, I don't.
0: Nick.
3: I don't know him like that.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna have to
1: call him. Shocks me. So- yeah, you are. Does
0: anybody here know A-Hole? No.
1: Well, I know a bunch of A. is also <laughs> very,
3: very,
5: very generous as well.
1: That's all cool. Yeah, those Dog. Are all, all those are all really good ideas. Better ideas than I had. Matt, since you're here, do you want to plug your charity event that you do during the summertime?
5: Uh, well, we're working on a, a barbecue event. I told you, hopefully uh, with Sebastian Strong in um, April or May. Um. And that would be a 5K barbecue slash car event, which I'm starting to put together. Or we could do a taste of paper.
1: Yeah,
5: I'm going to need your help with the cars, because nobody in the car community likes me anymore. Um, <laughs> they all or everybody. likes me. Yes. Like me. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very anti-social in the car community. So, um, no, And then... Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't need to promote
5: anything. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Ray Finkel event is on Saturday. Um, anybody wants I don't know to if this come, will be out uh, by Saturday.
1: Maybe out, I don't know. No,
5: well, we'll reverse the curse of Ray Finkel, and, and we'll do, we're raising money for Sebastian Strong on that one as well.
2: That's cool.
5: We're going to burn it. Right, well, cool. and cool. We've gotten your time.
1: dedications. Thank you so much for joining Panko Podcast on our first ever telethon. This has been great. We're just doing a small telethon. This has been amazing. You've been great.
5: Thank I you, I wish Ryan. I was... Uh, Funnier, but I'm not. So enjoy. Good luck, and Mazel
1: Funny enough, you're funny enough. All right, later. Yeah, bye. All right, peace. Bye. That was great, man. This was good. I think like we've 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 gotten what we need here.
0: We overshared, but not too much.
1: Yeah, I mean that was gonna, that was I a lot of that was a lot of sharing for me. I'm not a big sharer.
0: I know, and thank you for that.
1: Yeah. So thank you. That was good. That That's probably the most I've ever shared in three years, to be fair.
0: Well, I'm happy it was with me and obviously with your audience who cares for you. All
1: 2022? 22 I think it'll we're be, up to 24 now. it 20 be
0: 30 four. by the time this airs. Well,
1: just because of you, right? No, I had like another six. Getting the Lucy Lopez bump. Right. Yeah, we always see the bump in the ratings. We saw it three years ago. We saw it now. It'll be good. <laughs> We've been eating shit for three years. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be perfect. It's terrible. <laughs>
3: Uh, I think we can start doing wind down things Alright so this is where we do our Wind Down starting with Do you with... remember this? The wind down? No. You don't listen. She doesn't listen to our podcast That is so. what it is you know yeah, uh, cool. Starting with our parting recommendations up, So everybody recommends As many things as you want as long as they're not yours So it could be a movie you saw A song you heard, a place you ate Absolutely anything you want to recommend You can recommend it to people now And then we'll do shameless plugs after Where you plug all your shit Oh, that's cool. So, you want to go first or do you want to kick it off to us so you have a little... Since we're kind of ambushing you with this mm-hmm. recommendation thing. Betran
0: goes first. I'm okay.
3: super fucking ready. Go. Yeah. Nick and I actually spoke
1: about this uh, movie the other day called Dumb Money. Um, It was incredible.
0: That movie was awesome.
1: So good. I finally
0: saw it, babe.
1: Yeah. It was so it was, good. It was like... Uh, and I actually... I felt like such a loser because we're like... Uh, sitting there watching this movie, and I I turned to Rachel and I'm like, GameStop, like, really had a moment. She's like, Where the fuck were you? And I'm like, "Uh, Apparently, like, everyone knew about this shit. And I was like, I had no fucking idea that this even happened.
0: We were everyone. I was, we were fighting that whole, that whole movie was us fighting in real life.
1: And, and when, you know, like to my defense, I was just trying to make sure I didn't lose my whole company. So I'm like, wait, GameStop had a moment. And then I'd watch this whole movie. I'm like, and there's also so many fucking people in the movie.
0: Yeah, it's good. Good acting.
1: That were so good. And I was like, yo, this shit is fucking awesome.
0: What's his name? Dano, Paul Dano. I have no idea. Yes, honey. Thank you. Uh, Paul Dano, the main actor. Oh, right. He's phenomenal. I mean, I love him from uh, No Country for Old Men. Like, that's where I was like, this guy is a crazy good actor. But he's really great in Dumb Money.
1: He was Roaring Kitty? That's Roaring Kitty? Yes, Roaring Kitty. Man, amazing. So he crushed it. Uh, I also watched, uh, Rachel and I watched Oppenheimer just a couple days ago. Man, that movie was, like, very well done. Very long. It's long. It's. I was shocked, but it was so good that I like. I was awake. I watched the whole fucking thing, and you know, like when I make a dedication that I'm gonna pay five ninety nine to rent this thing, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna fucking go to sleep. Okay. Because like forty eight hours, that's not a lot of time <laughs> for me to like etch out three hours and fifteen minutes to watch this thing. I'm not gonna lose the six bucks either. So, I sat there. I watched it. Um, you know, it was great. It was really good. Also, parting recommendation, I had for the first time a chicken enchilada burrito from Taco Bell. Very solid. Oh, my gosh. So good. Very solid. I was shocked how good it was. Very solid. Um, and really on a really good food front. I went to Tran Ann. Has anyone ever been there? No. Tran Ann. Johnny is, like, awesome. One of the best. We had uh, shrimp toast. I had a happy hour banh me that was fucking delicious and a happy hour all the bond mis are like eight bucks which is a fucking crazy deal um and rachel had like a pho with like beef tendon and short rib and meatballs fucking so good just like a really great meal those are my party parting recommendations and i think that's my best parting recommendation ever that was pretty solid
2: right yeah. for
3: me that was really fucking good so i have uh i have two recommendations one of them is a movie I haven't even watched. This that actually I don't, like that. I don't no. think this I makes any sense. I don't think that's, fair. Don't think that's you, fair, Nick. This is going to be the next installment of the shitty cinema series Ooh. in my backyard. <laughs> Velocipaster. I, I show bad movies in my backyard.
0: Pero, the, Why are you But like I don't even get it. Like why would you recommend something no, you haven't watched? It's it not cool, I know bro. enough.
3: I know enough to know this is going to be incredible. It's called <laughs> Roar. It was a 1981 film. Uh, that only made $2 million after it took 11 years and $17 million to make.
2: <gasps> what? <gasps> the shit.
3: entire thing is uh, the plot centers on a bunch of zoo and wild animals that the filmmakers actively rescued for purposes of this movie. And they just like live among the animals and found ways to shoehorn the plot into their in- Hundreds of injuries over the course of this decade, like l- actual lions attacking the cast. Is it a documentary cast. or no. is a
0: film, like tr- a movie?
3: Like imagine if you decided that you wanted to make a drama where some of the characters were animals, so you just started rescuing lions. Wow. And then like Ouch. hanging out with them and recording them attacking you and finding ways for the attack to be part of the plot. Where
0: was it filmed?
3: Uh, good question. I'm not, I'll, I'll read you the, the first two paragraphs of the Wikipedia. Uh, paragraph. We'll- It's a. They're short. Roar is a 1981 American adventure comedy. It's a comedy. Uh, Written and directed by (laughs) Noel Marshall. (laughs) And produced by Marshall and Tippi Hedren. It follows Hank, a naturalist who lives on a nature preserve in Africa with lions, tigers, and other big cats. When his family visits him, they are instead confronted by the group of animals. The film stars Marshall as Hank, his real-life wife, Tippi Hedren as his wife, Madeline. With Hedren's daughter, Melanie Griffith, as Marshall's sons, John and Jerry Marshall in supporting roles uh, so again 11 years of production 17 million dollars one of the lions gets a writer credit in the movie because i guess the plot centered on the shit the lion was doing oh my god so i'm very comfortable with that my second recommendation is a thing i have consumed it is uh also awful but i love it yeah album by smoky robinson called gasms uh, the, okay. tit- the title track.
0: Gasms as in orgasms?
3: It's incredible. <laughs> it is. Oh, pure
2: orgasms, yeah. I gasms. When I look at you, it makes me wow. feel wow. better than good.
0: I gasms. Oh my god, Bahabanti. This is like, this reminds me of
1: Bahabanti times.
2: Is this is Baha yeah. Bahabanti. I'm knocking on woods. Come
1: see us. Come hang out
2: with us. Everybody. So, how did you even find this? Every time I take a look, you give me <laughs> I you so, good. You.
3: so gasms by Smokey Robinson is my other recommendation. Damn. Man, this has been a great parting recommendation. What are
1: you gonna offer to the table?
0: Alright, hold on. Let me get <laughs> <laughs> we can, nope. we can, if
1: you need some time, we can cut yeah, some of the. Yeah, so I'm yeah. we the we, music. Right we can now. put elevator oh, okay. music on. Okay, you okay. t- are you texting it to me?
0: I'm gonna. Yes, I'm gonna forward okay. it to you. I like
1: the idea that we can add music into this. This is the first
3: time we've ever done. This. We have no rights love to any gonna, of this I know.
0: You know. No, yeah, where am I sending it to the group? I think this this
3: qualifies as like a fair use situation. Nice.
0: Okay, but before you play that song,
3: so the what is it? The Haters Anthem.
0: This is called, Let me give you a little backstory. Yeah. I love talking about music.
1: Yeah, just talk about music. I love that.
0: This is called Hater's Anthem. The name of the group is Infinity Song. Jay-Z just signed them to his record label. Love and that. this is Soft Rock. Oh. It's Brothers and Sisters. And, oh yeah, they happen to be black. Take a listen. My pride will always comfort me telling me that I'm good.
1: I'm not. I, I'm not freaking out.
0: This is why I like it. At all, whatsoever. I feel that there was like some kind of soft rock genre that there was like in the early two thousands, and I'm talking about like the Shins. Like there was like that sound that you were like, oh, "I'm gonna listen to this and drink a pina colada and hang out with my friends and and chill." And that sound, I haven't heard it since. Where it's like, wow. And ever since I've been listening to this music, I'm like happier. And I'm coming across a little angry right now, but it's like, there's like, <laughs> it's like a mood. There's like a mood with this music. And I don't know. I think that Jay Z is tapping into this world that is usually reserved for a specific race, a specific look, a, you know, the white boy and this. And it's like, they're all brothers and sisters. The music sounds amazing. Uh, maybe that wasn't the best song to share, but that is the leading single off their album, and it's it blew up all over TikTok. Uh, what did I tell you four years ago? What did I tell you?
1: Are we talking about TikTok?
0: Remember what I told you? Remember <clears throat> I told you the children? Where do they find Char- their music? Charles
1: was telling me the other day that we have that Poncom podcast needs to be on TikTok. He he ate here on sunday i was like you gotta talk to nick about that i don't i don't (laughs) i just show up and talk shit and
0: these kids got signed i mean and that's and that's cool i like it i like the music.
1: how do you feel about like your um i know i'm I'm asking a question while we're winding down but like how do you feel have you feel like your music likes have changed as you've gotten older
0: yes and no uh i let's see Okay, like I can listen to a song by Young Miko. Do you want to uh, play Young Miko? I
3: don't know who that is.
0: Oh, let's play that. Do you want me to send it to you?
3: Any, any, any particular track I should Young find? Young
0: Miko, uh, Wiggy.
1: Wiggy? Wiggy. Yeah. Wiggy by Young Miko here yeah. on Pongon Podcast. This is really going to make it. This is him- very
0: popular, but just is it? to give you an example. Yeah. Fuck me. It's
2: we'll called, be right back.
0: It's called <laughs> Wiggy by, do you just want me to send it to you? Okay. I can sit and listen to the Young uh, Miko album and then like right after jam out to uh, Hater's Anthem and then listen to uh, uh, Smokey Robinson Mm -hmm. Um, and I think because I spent so much time around music I listen I may listen to just a little differently than you. This is young Nico, she's uh, reggaeton. Uh-huh. no it's it's beautiful. That's ear candy to me. I love I love uh <laughs> Sounds bad, but I love uh like nasty lyrics over a nursery rhyme uh, cool. it, there there 's a formula there, and I think she hit it out of the park with that
1: I think it 's interesting because like um, so I grew up very young, listening to Dave Matthews a lot uh-huh. like a ton um, my like I said, my sister 's eight years older than me, so like a lot of my music likes are like very much developed off of the music that she listened to. Mm-hmm. Uh so I grew up listening to Wu-Tang and Mobb Deep and also like Bana and Dave Matthews and just like a really wide range of music. Sure. As I like I love music. I have like a super deep vinyl collection. I love jazz, I love hip hop, but I've also found the place like a very interesting place for country music.
0: Chris Stapleton
1: I mean but Chris son Dios. I, Yeah, I mean, Chris Stapleton, though, is he's amazing, Willie
0: Nelson, I've gone to the show, I can't wait to go back, and I think it's like the end of February, he's going to be in West Palm Beach, like, I love that, and I love bluegrass.
1: But it's also interesting, because, like, years and years ago, I started listening to Tab Benoit a lot, and he's, like, very New Orleans bluesy, like, it's very, like, grassy. I mean, his blues has changed a lot to more, like, rock and roll, but... Mm -hmm it's incredible and now i find myself listening to a lot of country music which i would never do before mm-hmm. but it's got so many similarities to the music that i grew up listening to right so i listen to a lot of like Coulter wall and he's such a like he's so rough and i love that you know like his music is like um it's very real and honest and you don't see a lot of you don't see that in a lot of musicians now because everyone's just trying to make it right Mm -hmm. and he like just doesn't give a fuck and obviously i think the name people talk about the most now is like anthony oliver which he with his like eight tracks that he did on his own Mm -hmm. did an amazing job for him to stay that real it's going to be very hard Mm -hmm. um so I'm intrigued to see, like, how he develops. Right. And then you look at guys like the Red Clay Straits, strays, right? Like, they're amazing. Um, Tyler Childress is incredible. But there's something common in their music that when you listen to, like, real musicians from back in the day, mm-hmm. it's very, like, similar, you know? So I appreciate the music a lot. Not all of it. There's a lot of, like, uh, I would guess, like, modernized country music that's, like, made for the mainstream. Um,
0: so your music tastes maybe is a lot like mine, where like I don't have a lot of my music taste. Also, is depending on what my kids want to listen to. You know, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. it's it's a toss-up between Taylor Swift and Bad Bunny and Young Miko right. and this and that. And then we try to reel them in, and we're like, "Well, this is where they got that sound from, and uh, this is who she cool. samples, yeah. and this is how this works, and you know, whatever." I I, I know there's you know, when you speak on music that moves you and music that has meaning for me, uh, Kamazi Washington comes to mind. Also the black Pumas, like those, that's the kind of shit that I mean, I love, 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 love. And because it, it inspires in its music and it's fun. And, and it, there's a, there's a sexiness to it. Uh, I, sometimes I feel like we're missing grown grown people music I mean, in the sphere. Sure. So when he brings up Smokey Robinson, I'm like, yes, yes.
1: I mean, yeah, like grown-up music is, uh, I think...
0: You equate it to R&B or... Well, soul. no,
1: like, I mean, I think there's a lot of parts of, like, the R&B that we grew up with to the R&B that's now is very different. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think uh, it's just two different genres of music. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the R&B that we grew up with, I think, is beautiful. And I love it so much, like... You talk about R&B from the 90s and I can listen to it all fucking day. You know, R&B now, like, I don't mind it. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, it's OK. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's not really like what, like, moves me. Right. Um, I think, like, when once you start having, like, instruments involved and, like, there's a little more depth to the music. I, I guess it's because, like, I'm a big jazz person, but um, it really, like, starts to, like, speak to me a lot. Mm-hmm. And. I'm very like choosy with my music choices, a hundred percent. Like even the music that we play in our restaurants, like the whole thing, it just it has to like have a different tone to it, because I feel like music today, there's some good and there's a lot of bad, you know?
0: Yeah. That's why Jay Z's speech was really important for everybody to take a listen to. I don't
1: I not what was his speech? It was
0: great. He was he won the um impact award at the Grammys this year and he went up there and he said, um, Uh, some of you got robbed in your categories, some of you are about to get robbed, and some of you don't belong in your category. And it was not only a uh, kind of reading the room, but also shouting out his wife, who has the most Grammy awards under her belt, and not once has won album of the year, which a lot of people feel like, well, you know, Beyonce, there's like 100 people who are writing a song for her or whatever. But he has there's something in what he said and and I respect uh his thoughts on that because it's like okay, well you can make all this music and you can do all this, but I mean are you moving anybody? Is it... What was
1: the most moving part of the Grammys? I know we're in a different podcast now, but go on. What was the most moving part of the Grammys?
0: I didn't watch the Grammys.
1: I was uh I was present while other people were watching it. But I was there. No. I was in the room.
0: I think the most moving part of the Grammys was under for me understanding that I don't know if we're ever going to get those authentic wow moments from artists on stage anymore. Well, and I'm not talking about like, everybody's always looking for like that Madonna at the top of the wedding cake, falling down, rolling around in her wedding dress and like ripping it. And she's clearly stoned out of her mind. And she's singing like a virgin. I'm, People think that they can recreate those moments. No, no. It's just you can't. Like, it's already happened.
1: I mean, I think Tracy Chapman with Luke Combs was a pretty moving moment.
0: I I agree with you. but
1: I, I mean, just talking about, like, gen- generationally, like, the, the, the deep gap between, like, how Tracy Chapman got on that spa- stage at Wembley Stadium to perform that she was a fill-in, right? Sure. And how, like, epic that song ended up being
0: but tracy's tracy chapman's moment on that stage has several layer, layers number one it's a black woman yeah in a country category queer at that i mean the layers are endless and then her and this other guy are on there representing a whole group of people who feel unseen so i mean that's what makes that moment special for well, me well i mean
1: i i think it's a lot of uh and just like break it down to what you see in the moment, forget about the underlayers of the onion, right? But like what you see at the moment is I don't like I want to forget. I'm listen. You have to talk about the common person watching the moment.
0: I get that, but I you think have, that's the problem, man. I think I, that's a problem. You have a lot of people trying to water down shit. Like that's
1: it, yeah. there's nothing about watering down someone that's admiring
0: mm-hmm.
1: a person that helped them get to where they're at. Right and like right. Luke Combs in that moment is looking at somebody that's like, I mean, what Tracy Chapman did and like her entire story, and then to be in that moment and to see how much like reverence he has for her mm-hmm. and her entire story, I think is very telling for another generation. And, yeah, and I think
0: he, and he also didn't come across like a savior either, which well, I, he I'm just, happy. He well, did it's it. kind of like
1: when uh, when uh, I think it was Jay Z and Kanye. The intro to the the song Otis was Otis Redding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, like who is Otis Redding?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I mean, Otis Redding is one of the most incredible musicians of all time, right? Sure. Like, his voice is something that's, like, just etched into so many, so many people's minds, mm-hmm. right? But so many people at that moment had no fucking clue who Otis Redding was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty similar mm-hmm. to that moment, you okay. know? And, it, like... No one's watering down the story. What they're saying is it's giving an opportunity for people to learn about the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's the problem with like today's world. It's everything about what's new. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity for someone that is new mm-hmm. to give credit to someone that is not new mm-hmm. so more people can learn about their story. And I think that to me was the most impactful part of a bunch of Grammys that was a bunch of bullshit in my so- in my. Just,
0: there are people who got nominated for album of the year who did not deserve to be nominated. I'm sorry. I don't even know
1: what I like. I don't. I, I didn't watch that deeply. I was sitting outside, and then I was called in for performances. But like,
0: I had to watch those award shows for fucking twenty years, so I watch it like different. Like I'm like, oh, but why? But this, but that, like a fucking nerd. I mean, I get it. Hey, can I recommend the food?
1: Yeah, I mean, th- we're still on your parting recommendations.
0: Okay, so. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm a mom, um, uh, happily married with two children. And so my recommendation for food, it was an easy one. It's the jalapeno bacon wrap poppers at Costco right now.
2: Delicious. They're off the chain. That's so good. They're
0: spicy as fuck. Um, it's a great portion. Um, it comes divided into, there's like maybe like 24 in the box, babe, or 30. About 24 in the box, and they make them like, here's a little paquetigo of eight. It's a meal.
1: Let me ask you, so are they like breaded? No. No.
0: It's an entire giant jalapeno sliced in half, but a giant. Okay. With like queso crema, (coughs) bacon. I love that. Put it in the air fryer.
1: Oh, I don't have one of those, but.
0: I know, but your mom and parents, we got to go. Air fryer comes in clutch.
1: I love that. So cool. That was the end of parting recommendations for Lucy.
3: And now for shameless plugs, Got Lucy it. shamelessly plug all of your stuff. Tell people where they can find you. All that.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, so, I. I, I some cool news uh, Gable Stage just hired me to be director of community and culture marketing and so I signed on to do that for a play titled Laughs in Spanish which is written by Alexis Shear a Miami native and it's going to be directed by our friend Victoria Collado Um, and my job is to get like the local creatives involved and have some fun so I'm doing that I'm also on slate.com in a parenting con- uh, podcast called Karen Feeding and also currently in production for my other podcast the Mamacita Riga podcast which is all things thank you it's all name. things Miami it's all things uh, you know being a Mamacita Riga out on these streets uh, <laughs> but respectfully <laughs> but respectfully <laughs>
3: that
0: was good thank you and um yeah for updates uh follow me on the instagram uh at the lucy lopez and uh before i go i'm really thankful for for our friendship i really care for you my husband and i adore you
1: i adore you both
0: my kids were upset when you pulled the burger (laughs) Um, i get it but you know Thank you for including me on this really magical ride that we're about to embark on. I think it's something that
1: I think comes the goal, from the heart. The goal this year is twenty grand. Let's do it. I want twenty grand. I think we can do it too.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: I think we can. So, but thank um,
0: you, thank you for including me and thank you for having me on. And Nick, I know I I razzed you a bit, but
1: I mean, I, really I don't like know where you. all this is
0: coming from. You're, you're super nice. So you're thanks.
1: Su- Wow. Said so few people ever. Yeah. Nick, I said that through so, my teeth. Yeah. Nick, so on one hand. You're so nice. All Actually, right. um, uh, and this is uh, a short party recommendation or whatever, but um, I started watching that Griselda show. Oh. Yeah, it was good. It's yeah. good. And then. And the, uh, the, uh, the, the person that was on the live reading. Is yeah, on the yeah. Thing. Feature, she, That's probably why we had so much. Uh, uh, we had the, the moment. Yeah, when it was like uh, we don't know if we could do this and show people's faces or whatever. Oh we yeah, it, it was a thing. Yeah, it was are you thing. Talking
3: it talking a...
0: about the detective?
3: Yeah. Yeah, 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 Juliana. Juliana, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she was in uh, Robbie's play yeah, in the, English. La yeah, the, the walls have ears. Right, right. Uh-huh. So we did a we did a dinner for the podcast where it was Robbie and Gabe doing a Q and A with a live audience having dinner, but before the Q and A, the whole cast did a read of the script. Yeah. Uh, at the Gibson Room.
0: Where's my invite, Nick?
3: We advertised it.
0: Where was my invite?
3: I, we don't have a budget to be giving away for dinner. <laughs>
0: Remember when That's I said true. he's super nice?
3: And then, you know, he's not. He's honest, though. Yeah. I love that. That's I'm nice, good. and I'm also broke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't gotten around to watching it, but it looks. I've heard good things. I mean, it's
1: good so far. Like, I'm only an episode and a half, two episodes deep, and it was really good.
0: One more recommendation, please.
1: I mean, this is great.
0: The most beautiful show. That proves that humans are trash. Okay. That's good. We're all trash. After you watch this show, you're going to be like, I'm a piece of shit. Okay. Please watch Love on the Spectrum.
1: Oh, I've heard so much about this show.
0: Love on the Spectrum is brilliant. It is wonderfully cast. The stories are true. You fall in love with these kids who are looking for love and who are on the spectrum. And... The way the honesty that is doled out with politeness is beyond. Quickly, one scene: guys on a speeding date, right? Like speed dating thing. Uh huh. And he's looking at her, and she goes, and there's like a cat, like a paper, like yes or no. He has a paper in front of her. He goes, "Do you like nature?" She goes, "No." And he goes, mm-hmm. "It's nice meeting you. Um, I don't think we can." Keep going on in this relationship because you don't like nature, and I really like nature. But then he goes back and thinks about it. He's like, You know what? I really thought she was pretty. Goes back to her, tells the people at the speed, can, can you reach out to her? Because I think I made a mistake. Tells her, I made a hasty decision. I, I want to take you on a date. She agrees. They went on a date. They're still dating today. You have to watch the show.
1: Got, got it.
0: Love on the Spectrum. Love on, on the Netflix. Spectrum.
1: Love on the Spectrum.
3: I love it. Mike, parting recommendations?
1: No, we're on uh, Shameless Plugs. Oh, sorry, Shameless Plugs. Wow. Yes, I'm Jeez. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, brain fart there. All the things. Uh, with, uh, all the
3: things. Some... Oh, shit, hold on. I'm, this is coming from my computer. Damn it.
2: Because yeah. I had
3: connected for our phone calls. Hold on. We're going to... Yeah, we'll, we'll just play our whole... We'll we this part out. The new version sorry. will come out the next... All the things.
1: I still got to recommend all my shit. I mean, we've, yeah, we've done this 80 do times already.
2: All the... The things... All the, the things. Arietta and Nave. Scapegoat and the Taurus.
1: Chugs and the Gibson. All the things. All the things. At this point, just all the things. Big the power Scoops and the Miami gets the world. All the things. All the things. Insert song.
2: All the, the things. All the things. All the, the things.
3: And you can get to all of the Pancom podcast things at datemag.com slash pancom podcast. podcast on all the social media things. Patreon.com slash Datemag, D-A-D-E-M-A-G to give us all of your money after you're done giving some to croquetas and cars. Yep. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, That's the whole thing. That's all the things. Man, that was great. We're going to do a speed round? Yeah, lightning round.
1: Love that. So uh, Lucy, thank you so much for being on this. We're going to do a lightning round for the people that pay us a dollar a month to listen to us ask you five obscure questions.
3: Okay, cool.
1: Um, thanks, everyone. Okay, bye.
3: on the other side of this theme. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just five questions. You'll be fine. No no yeah. This
2: is us, my wife talk. Yeah. Yeah, we're just yeah, it's the longest outro ever. It's like porn music kind of. Who composed this,
1: Nick? Nah, I have no
2: I have no idea where this came this from. This was a Carlubo original. <laughs> Dope.